Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor. Jesse, you're looking red today. We're both looking kind of red, though. How you doing? Yeah, well, we're wearing red. That's one. And uh, yeah, I coached my son's football game on Saturday. Wasn't wearing a hat. Got a little burnt. It is what it is. How you doing, man? It is what it is. I'm doing <laughs> real swell. Uh, we'll be here for the next hour. We have lots of great topics today and some prize picks to do as well. First topic. Name the most underrated player on the 49ers through three weeks. And I think there's a few of them that we could really go with on this. And I I actually had a hard time trying to narrow it down to one, but there's one player that I started to rack my brain and go through the last few weeks that really has not been mentioned on any of my shows. And this player has to be talked about. Tayshawn Gibson. Like, when you're a defensive back or you're an offensive lineman and your name's not mentioned, that's usually a good thing. That means you're getting the job done. Guys like Hafunga are getting interceptions. Gibson last year had a ton of interceptions. But the fact that you're not talking about Gibson tells you he's doing his job and he's doing it at a high level. Do you know that he's only been targeted four times this whole year, Grant, and given up two that's crazy. catches? The whole that's year. Crazy. The whole wow. year. He's like, and it was, he really is forgotten right now. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, they traded up their first pick in the draft was essentially to get his replacement. Yeah. Maybe not for this year, but for next year. But I mean, it was like, sure. God, so, okay, you're writing off Tayshaun to Sean Gibson and he's just the most consistent player. I, it seems like he should have made a lot more money and stick, stuck on one team in his career, but he's bounced around and been a ball hawk for, for a bunch of teams. Yeah. I mean, in Chicago, he made a pro bowl, very, very good player. He had a total resurgence last year by the grace of God, really. I mean, he was a late addition to the team. Jimmy Ward got hurt. He ended up kind of taking his job. And then it was like, well, I might retire and just coach local football here. Well, you know what? I'll come back for one more year. If I'm going to play anywhere, it's going to be San Francisco. Like, I don't even have to be the most highest paid. Just I want to be with the guys again. Let's run it back one more year. So it was smart for the 49ers to find his potential replacement going forward. But, I mean, as as guys age, they usually don't get better, especially at an athletic position like defensive back. And he's aging like a fine wine. He played phenomenal last year. He's doing it again this year, although a little bit different. He He just deserves a lot of credit for being as good as he has been so far this year. Dude is 33 years old. That's he's saying. almost my age. Yeah. Shout out to Tashawn Gibson. I got another guy also in the defensive backfield. Oh, okay. Diamador Lenore. He's really good. No, he He's is. been really good for a while, and no one really talks about him. He's given up a quarterback rating of 75 this year. Yeah, he's got a good pass rush in front of him, but still, I mean, his interception, uh, what was it, two games ago? One game? Anyway, the one where he jumped the route, phenomenal. I think it was against the yeah, Rams. Yeah, against the Rams, yeah. He's mm -hmm. quite good. He is good, and he's physically Prince starting Scott. to come into his own as well. Yeah. I mean, he's he just physically looks like a different player this year. He's taking it very seriously. I, I know that there was like some personal things going on his rookie year. And remember, Ambry Thomas kind of took the early lead as far as guys who might be something for the 49ers. It was year one. It was he couldn't get on the field, really, and Ambry Thomas did towards the tail end of the year and and actually flashed a little bit. So there was a lot of hope for Ambry Thomas. And then Diamador Lenore just slowly stuck with it and got better and a little bit better and physically more imposing. And this year, he's really put it all together. You can tell he's got a ton of confidence in himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good for those defensive backs. Anyone else you want to mention? An underrated yeah. player? Yeah, I, I did. I wanted to mention this was the other person I was kind of going back and forth with. Jawan Jennings. I mean... It's interesting because Juwan Jennings, when you watch him in training camp, he's really not a part of a lot of things. He has a ton of drops, and you're just like, I mean, is this guy really good? You hear the his teammates talk about him. Fred Warner says he's one of the best players on on the team. You've heard Eric Armstead say the same thing. You're like, I, I just I'm not seeing it in person. But man, when he's on the field, if you need a big catch, he's making that big catch. There's two catches he's made this year from Brock Purdy where the ball was thrown behind him. And he catches it like in stride as much as he can and spins as he's catching it and just keeps moving down the field as if nothing happened. Anytime a big play breaks, he's always right there in the weeds, making a block, 
making big catches on third down. Jawan Jennings is a really, really good football player. This is likely his last year with the team. Hopefully, Ronnie Bell can step in and, and fill those shoes admirably. But Jawan Jennings is, is a big, crucial part of this offense. Okay, I got one more player. And okay. this guy hasn't done much yet. And so maybe we're not, that's why we're not talking about him. But I feel like he hasn't had opportunities. And he's a very important part of the team. And he's going to make an impact down the line. Ray Ray McLeod. Mm. I think he's I like a it. really good athlete. I think he's a hell of a returner. He just hasn't gotten that many opportunities yet. And I think he's a hell of a gadget player. Whenever they give him opportunities on offense, I'm not, even saying gadget player, I feel it's a little disrespectful. I feel like he could do a little bit of everything. When Debo was out and Ray Ray wasn't his uh, spot, I thought he did everything well. So I think Ray Ray, he's way under the radar, but uh, he's lingering. He's coming he's, around. He, he really is kind of a Debo light. And because Christian McCaffrey's on this team, that if Debo does miss some time for any reason, yes, Debo, I mean, in a vacuum, Debo's a way better player than Ray Ray. I understand that. But Ray Ray can do some of those same things for a short stint. So if you need it for a month, I think Ray Ray can make it happen. If you need it for a couple of games, I think Ray Ray can make it happen. And it's nice having a player like that on the bench that can kind of do some of the same things that you expect from Debo in case Debo does get injured. It is a nice luxury to have for sure. Absolutely. So shout out to Ray Ray McLeod. Is there anyone else we're missing? Mitch Wisnowski. Well, Mitch, Mitch, uh, he was my underrated player in week one. I mean, he's incredible. He's got an array of punts. Certainly he could be one. Jake Moody, I feel like, is getting proper love at this point, as he should be. So I don't have anybody else that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Let's talk about potential trade targets. Mm. There's the three of them. There's three okay. of them right Lay now that seem to be coming to the forefront. So Daniil Hunter has always been in the mix. The Vikings are like, it seems like they're one loss away from just gutting the whole thing and going all in on, on getting a high pick, maybe even trading Kirk Cousins. They're a team that last year went 11-0 and in one-score games. This year, they're 0-3 in those, those sorts of games. And they're just hanging on by a thread. Daniil Hunter is a guy that I think is going to end up on another team at some point this year. And he would be a great fit for the 49ers. So that's player number one. Player number two, a little bit of a dark horse. You mentioned him today in that he's shown a little bit of frustration on the field. You could see that maybe he could potentially start to ask for a way out of Vegas. He's from the area. Devontae and the Niners Adams. are good. Like, and the Niners are good. For the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, right. It was a no-brainer. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So Devontae Adams. And then the final one, which has picked up a lot of steam this week because of what his dad said on social media, but Patrick Sertan. So you've got three players that are high-level players at very different positions that are potential trade targets. So the question I have for you, Grant, is if the 49ers, and kind of knowing what they're worth, like Sertan is worth a first and then some, you know, maybe even a second, first and a second. Daniil Hunter, you probably realistically could get for like a third-round pick at this stage in his career, but he's going to cost you some money as well. And then Devontae Adams, Maybe a second, maybe a third, maybe a couple thirds for him. I mean, I, I think that's he he's aging. He's a hell of a player, but he's aging and he's expensive. So for those players, let's say it took uh, a second and a third to get Devonte, a third to get Daniel Hunter and a first and a second to get Patrick Sertam. Which of those players would you take and why? Yeah, OK, that's a good question. Hold on. Patrick Sertan is 23. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's really great. If you could get Patrick <laughs> Sertan, really that'd be nice. He's really, really great. He's yep. going to be really expensive, too. Devontae Adams, like, yeah, he's 30, but I don't think he's falling off. And you put him on this offense, like, it might be overkill. Because they're not really a three-wide receiver offense. Right. But how could it be bad? I mean, Devontae, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it could be bad. I really don't. I, don't I mean, it'd be bad. If anything, everybody's just got to understand that you're only going to touch it a few times a game and be okay with that. I guess. Yeah, they're and not going to Neil Hunter. The Neil Hunter's just because Devontae may or may not want to play for the 49ers doesn't mean the Niners can fit him in their in their salary structure. For sure. Also, there's no more room in their Cabo Click. Sorry.
So, <laughs> it's true. I mean, when they got rid of Jimmy, he was never in it. So you can't just replace him. It's not the way it works. Do you think they invited him and he just didn't go or he just wasn't invited? They probably it sent him matter. a text message and he didn't respond. Probably. I guess. Okay, so what about Daniil Hunter then? Because he's kind of the the middle guy, right? He's aging a little bit as well, but he's still a, a very good pass rusher, especially opposite of Bosa. Would probably cost the least out of these three players. Probably a position. He already has need. five sacks this year? That's what I'm saying. He's good. He's very good. <laughs> All right, I'll take Daniil Hunter. I'm sold. That's fair. That's totally fair. What about fair. Daniel Hunter? I like him. He's great. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get him. Let's go get him. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, this one's tough. I think all three would be great. Out of the three, Devontae Adams is the most luxury player because they do have plenty of weapons on offense. Patrick Sertan at 23 years old hasn't even hit his second contract. Now, you might get in a situation a couple years where you might have to choose between him and Ayuk long-term. That's a realistic thing, potentially. So long-term, it may not be the best play, but if I look at this team right now and say, okay, I could add one player of those three to this team and give them the best chance to win a Super Bowl, looking at what's coming out of the AFC, the quarterbacks that are over there, Miami, which is putting up 70 points, who's going to give me the best chance? And knowing that pass rushers get held a ton in the playoffs and it doesn't get called, I need a pure lockdown corner. Patrick Sertan fits that. I would go get Patrick Sertan if he's available. I know it's a long shot. Probably not going to happen. But if I have my choice of those three, that's who I would go get. He's young. He's on his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. You could put Lenore in the slot and just be yep. impossible to pass on. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I mean, imagine Traverius Ward on the number two receivers all of a sudden. <laughs> that's a nice Also, I like, I like football players that have like French names. Sertan. Like <laughs> and his he comes from football bloodlines. I remember watching his dad play for the Dolphins. A hell of a corner. Dude, Patrick Sertan, the first, was phenomenal. <laughs> he was good. He was really good. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. So, so sorry, Devontae. I don't think it's in the cards for you. Jesse, do you think the 49ers will be the last undefeated team standing? It's right now. Right now, it's them, Miami, and Philly. So let's let's go through the schedules real quick. The Dolphins, I believe, have the most likely chance to lose this weekend. They play the Buffalo Bills. So, and that's in Buffalo. So they play Buffalo yeah, this that's week. Gonna that's going to be a game. That's going to be a game for sure. Then they play yeah. the Giants, the Panthers, and oddly enough, in four weeks, they play the Eagles, who's another undefeated team. Then you look at the Eagles. They play the Commanders, mm. the Rams, and the Jets. I think all three of those should be wins, but then you play the Dolphins. And whether the Dolphins have lost to that point or not, that could be a scheduled loss. And so then let's look at the 49ers, who play the Cardinals. The Cowboys, who all of a sudden, that doesn't look as daunting as what it once did. The Browns, Deshaun Watson's a shell of himself. And then the Vikings, who we've already talked about. I really think that the way this thing is shaping out, the 49ers are going to be the last undefeated team in the league. And not that that wins you a Super Bowl, but you know they started out 8-0 the year that they went to the Super Bowl. There's a path to that happening again potentially this year. They're very hot. The offense is, is I mean, really all three phases. They're, they're top five and or top seven in EPA on offense, defense, and special teams. Like, I don't know, man. They're, they're just clicking right now i think the 49ers will be the last undefeated team in the nfl looking at these schedules. their schedule looks so easy right now so we go through it right so let's go through it so arizona they look like mm -hmm. you know solid but probably not and then dallas just lost to arizona yep. so probably not and then cleveland is interesting because they have a great defense yes and it is a road game it is a road game road game mm -hmm. minnesota no cincinnati no jacksonville probably not but maybe Tampa, no. Seattle, no. Philly, maybe. Yes. Seattle, no. Arizona, no. Baltimore, maybe. Washington, no. Rams, no. So I, if it's not the Browns week six, it might be Jacksonville week 10. I mean, yeah, Niners could like really, I mean. It's, it's crazy yeah. because they're not going to go undefeated. Like the, it's just not going to happen. But when you look at the schedule, where's the loss for sure? And I know we're three weeks in, but it's. Really? Maybe, I guess, maybe, I guess yeah. Baltimore, maybe. I, I mean, there's some maybes in there, but there's no team that you look at and go, mm, they're for sure losing that game. 
it's just it is a lot of travel and it was funny when the schedule came out everyone was like man this this is a tough schedule 10 and 7 maybe 11 and 6 and uh now it's like this is the easiest schedule i've ever seen it's always it happens that way it's like wait a second none of these teams are good oh wait it's the nfl where every team is like really bland and mediocre and running the same scheme so it's funny because I went through the schedule and I had them at 13 to four. And then I said, you know, you know what? I, I feel like that's a little too optimistic. I'm sure there's a loss somewhere. I'm not predicting. We'll go 12 and five just because I felt like I was going too optimistic with it. And now I look at it and go, was I optimistic enough at 13 and four? Like, I mean, they're going to lose, but are they going to lose more than two games this year? Are they even going to get to a third loss? I mean, barring major health issues which we saw kind of bite them against the falcons last year it's just hard on paper to pick them to really lose multiple games this year it's crazy yeah crazy yeah washington washington niners go like 15 and 2 and then and then losing the first round of the playoffs oh no i'll put that juju on them ricky bobby losing the nfc championship game again (laughs) don't do that don't do that all right, man, Let's that number play. one seed's super important. Super important. It's super I important. think they're gonna get it. I think that's the biggest key is if they can get that number one seed, that is the key to getting to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl based off that, but if they get the number one seed, are you gonna pick them to lose in the playoffs? I'm not. That's a good point. And you know, I feel like Philly has a good chance too. I mean, maybe their schedule's tougher, but they're 20 and one in the last 21 games with Jalen Hurts. So that's, they sort of have, you know, the, their own Brock Purdy. Yeah. And they, I mean, He's not quite as good as Brock, though, because no, they're going to have it right. They're going to have to beat the 49ers, I think, to get the number one seed because I do see more scheduled losses on their schedule. Like when you look at it, the Cowboys and them will probably split the Dolphins. That's a very losable game for them. So when they play the 49ers, it's, I think it's going to be more important that they beat the 49ers than the other way around for them to get the number one seed. So we'll see how that game goes when they do eventually play. But if Philly has to come to San Francisco, that's a major advantage for the 49ers or Santa Clara, I should say. All right, let's do the more than or less than game, courtesy of sponsored by Prize Picks, your number one daily fantasy site. You want to make some entries, go to Prize Picks. You, you want to make some entries on this upcoming game? Here we are, 49ers. Right now, they just got Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey stuff. So let's, one, one of each for them. Let's go 220. They're very consistent with Brock Purdy. 225 passers, right, more than a right. been. Okay, well, first of all, let's lay the stage for last week. So last week, if you remember, we picked all mm-hmm. the same picks, except for one. We got except down to Danny Dimes. I made my pick, and you said, well, for the sake of being different, I'll go the opposite, even though I don't feel good about it. Well, guess what, sir? You going opposite won you the week. It's now two to one, three weeks in. You're you're you finally got on the board. More power to you. But now I got to win again this week. So two twenty five point five, more or less. More. I'm going more. He's starting to hit a stride. The 49ers are are throwing really more than I expected in some of these games. Last week, I, I predicted a blowout, which it kind of ended up being that, but I thought that they would throw less because of it. That was not the case. Brock Purdy's going to go over 225.5, so I'm going to say more than. You're going to say more than. Arizona is currently giving up. Where you at, Arizona? Let me see. I'm trying to hedge my bets here. Where you at? 233 passing yards per game. 233. Ooh, that's close. Debo's a little banged up. Who they played? A little Who banged they played? up. They played Dak. They played Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Yeah. And I want to say Washington. Big Sam. Oh, Howell. was it Sam Howell? Yeah. Okay, so they're giving up 233 against three meh quarterbacks right now. I mean, Dak's the best of the three. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go more, more than too. I'm going to go more too. I just I mean, you you got to get it right. Okay, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what? 235 pass plus what? The hell oh, that's totally yeah, total. That's total. Tripping. total. Okay. Uh, let's do I like the rush yards. 81.5 or it keeps creeping up. Last week it was a 79. 79. 
And he got, I think he finished around 88. Yeah, they're starting yeah. to kind of squeeze in on us on this one. This is, uh, this yeah, one's getting tough. tougher. Yeah. What do you think? You know, Arizona is a little bit better than what I expected, but they, Pollard still ran all over them last week. Gotta believe that Christian McCaffrey can do some of the same things. They did have a longer week. I like that they're incorporating Mitchell. I don't expect a ton of touches for him, but even if he gets 18 or so, I feel very good about taking the more than because it seems like he can break off 40 to 60 yards at any point. So I'm going to go more than for Christian. Can I tell you how many rushing yards per game Arizona's giving up? I don't know. 134. 134, that's it? 134. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going I'm going more than because we have to have the same stuff for everything. Yeah. All right. Let's go to I thought they the would corners. be giving up more. Not that that 134 is great, but I for some reason I thought they were giving up like 160. So, all right. Yeah. Josh Dobbs, 185.5 passing yards more than a less than. Hmm. I feel like this is right around where he's been getting Sure. He is mobile as well. I mean, his completion percentage is high. He's not turning the ball over, but he's really not throwing a ton and throwing it downfield. I'm going to say, right. let's say less than. Mm, me too. Less than. This is the Niners, and he threw for 189 last week. Um, <laughs> James Conner, 55.5 rushing yards, more than or less than. Here's a good one. This is a good one. He went off last week. I mean, he really yeah. kind of had his way with the Dallas defense for sure. 55 yards is not a lot. I mean, the 49ers defense is very good, but 55, if you're giving up 70 yards in a game, all like that's just not a lot. I, I got to go more than 55 is not a lot. I feel like this is a cheap win. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go less than. I don't think that, I don't think, I don't think he's that good. <laughs> Okay, that's where he's going to beat you. That's where I'm going to lose. All right, how about one more wild card from another game? Which one you like? Which one you like? Which one you like? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Hurts. Hurts. Okay. Two thirty-six point five pass yards, more than a less than. Uh, versus they're playing Washington. the commanders. Yeah, they're playing commanders. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go less than. He's he's not looking very sharp as a passer right now. They really haven't started to incorporate him running a ton yet to kind of ease off. So until I start to see them actually use his legs the way that they did last year a little bit and and ease up on the passing, make things go smoothly for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna go less than for Jalen Hurts. And commanders are a good defense as well. They can get after the quarterback. So I'll go less. I'm going to go less as well because the commanders have a good defense. And for all the reasons you said, I, the only thing we, we, we disagreed on was James Conner, right? It's going to come down to Conner. 55.5. Give me 56, baby. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wager $50 to win 500. Ooh. Oh, no, wait. 50. Going crazy. Going crazy. I'm placing the entry. Last week, I don't think I actually placed the entry, even though I was like, right. Too you bad. were That's so tired, action. too, man. You were placed so, you're like, I'm so tired. Uh, yeah. Dang it. Yeah, I was. Okay. <laughs> Prize picks, thank you very much. If you want to wage, if you want to place an entry, the link is in the description. All right. What do you think of these Cardinals? Kyle Shanahan was very complimentary and said they easily could have won all three of their games. What do you think? They most certainly could have. I got to say they're they're a little bit impressive from the standpoint of, first of all, we thought that they were almost a lock to get the first overall pick. It was like them, maybe the Texans, but they have the Texans pick also. So even then they would have won it. They have been in all three of these games. Gannon, I didn't think much of as a defensive coordinator in Philly at all. I, I thought it was addition by subtraction when he left. He definitely had that opening speech that was very toolish. But he's got this team playing good football. They're playing hard. Who would have thought that Dobbs would come in as a journeyman and do what he's done? 
they just they they play harder than what I expected. Grant, they are more physical than what I expected. I was actually kind of shocked. If you go watch that Dallas game last week, they look physically imposing compared to Dallas. I, I did not expect that. I you know Dallas is can be a physical team in their own right. They've got a good offensive line. Supposedly this defense was more ready and more physical than ever. I just didn't see that. Arizona looked like the bigger team. They looked like the more physical team. Certainly not as is overall not not as much talent on that team, but they they play fast, they play physical. They're actually decently coached, believe it or not. I'm actually kind of impressed with the Cardinals. I don't think that they're going to win, but I did not expect this from Arizona at all. No, it seems like they're probably a year or two away, but yeah. they just beat Dallas, which is a that's a statement win. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I don't know how good Jonathan Gannon is, but I do think it's fair to say that he's way, 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 <laughs> way, way better than Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, my yeah. God. Cliff Kingsbury, I was he like a special assistant to the traveling secretary at USC or something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. He <laughs> never he understood why he got that job. I bet you Steve Wilkes wants to know, too. I bet you Steve Wilkes is laughing. I bet you Steve Wilkes hates <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Anyway. Yeah. I think Jonathan Gannon at least is a competent uh, coach. He may be better than competent. He got embarrassed in the Super Bowl. We, we we don't have to explain, right? Like with the motion thing that he couldn't get right in the yeah, red zone twice. He like gave away 14 points. But he was really good last year. And I don't know. Who the brought 49ers, in Josh Dobbs? That was genius. Yeah, no, it definitely was. The 49ers have, interestingly enough, this might be the third week in a row where a team hangs with them for a half surprisingly hangs with them a team that they're way more supremely talented than they're definitely superior to to the Cardinals, much like they were the giants much like they were the rams but those teams hung around a little bit and i could see the cardinals doing something similar and then ultimately talent wins out and the 49ers do win kind of big going away at the end but let's not forget that gannon we didn't get to see a lot of it because purdy went down early but he did recently game plan for this same team now much better players on philly i understand all of that but he i'm sure he's going to put together a solid game plan are his players good enough probably not but i think that they can make it interesting for a half for sure and i i wouldn't have expected to say that week one of the season so at least they got that going for him <laughs> They look like an interesting squad. I mean, they don't have a ton of talent, so they're a ways away. But, like, new coaches, you don't really know how to game plan for them. I feel like they're showing things that they haven't shown before, and that's partially why Josh Dobbs is doing so well. Like, how do you game plan for that? You don't really know what he's going to do. Also, the zone read, I'm curious to see how the Niners actually defend it on a team that wants to use it. Because Josh Dobbs, I know he had a long run. He's averaging, like, eight yards a carry. Mm, I mean, the Niners are, like, all gas, no breaks, or they used to be. This is assignment football where everyone has to like slow down and read their keys. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure yeah, they'll be fine. I think so too. But what's interesting about Arizona and what they can bring to the table offensively is almost a hybrid of what the Rams did to make the 49ers struggle and what the Giants could have done, but just they didn't have Saquon, so they couldn't really incorporate Danny Dimes and in, in getting mobile. But Dobbs is mobile like Danny Dimes, and he has two speedster receivers and Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown that could certainly get you the underneath crossing route stuff. He's been accurate. He hasn't made a lot of mistakes this year. Hasn't turned the ball over. I feel like they can incorporate kind of a hybrid of what those last two teams brought and make it difficult for at least a little bit on the 49ers defense and and make them think a little bit. Add in that James Conner is at least a more seasoned player than any of the running backs that they've faced the first two weeks so yeah i think it could be interesting for a while for sure what yeah, do you do if you're absolutely. arizona when kyler murray comes back like are you clamoring for him to come back at this point or are you trying to like beef up dobbs trade value at least and get something for him i, I mean i think dobbs, i like dobbs right now but it's a little early but i really did you watch the jto sullivan video on josh dobbs i didn't know what was he saying I was really impressed with him. He just really liked him a lot. He made some nice throws in that game against Dallas. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm looking at the coaches over here for... Uh, what's he talking about? Arizona. Their Arizona. offensive coordinator is Drew Petzing. 
He's from the Browns. So he was working underneath Stefanski. And then before then, he was with the Vikings for a long time, which is interesting because that's more of like a Gary Kubiak under center yep. type offense. But what they're doing in Arizona looks like kind of like the Eagles, you know, mobile quarterback in the shotgun, using his own read, RPOs, just the kind of stuff that gives the Niners problems. <laughs> a little bit of problems. Yeah. Also, 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 last time the Niners faced Jonathan Gannon. Pretty I'm not got hurt. Oh, that's what happened. And it wasn't just fluky. I feel like Jonathan Gannon had a great game plan. Like, he did. you're a play-action team? Okay, I'm going to tell my pass rushers not to react to the play fake and just go for the quarterback. Good luck with that slow-developing play. Yeah. True. I just don't think that... I just don't think, ultimately, they, they the just horses. don't have the talent. They just don't have the talent. They don't have and the that's horses. that's the difference. All right, I'll yeah. take some super chats. Um... Maritime Wake Gal, two oh, bucks. Thank you, thank you. Frank Tom Motion says I think Pitts uh, would be a great replacement for GK. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yes, player. he would be great, a great replacement. Really How are we going to go get him? <laughs> Juan Torres says as good as Devontae sounds. Let's be real. We need a right tackle or a corner. That's true. Yeah, the problem with right tackle, and the reason I didn't put one on the list is teams usually aren't willing to trade right tackles, good right tackles. in the middle of a How season. How many good ones are there? No, there's not many. Two. McKivitz and McGlinchey. Ethan M says trading for offensive line would be the most beneficial. Agree. I'll step up and do it. <laughs> Rome <laughs> gut level it. says so is Wilkes looking better than Ryan's or Sala? It's early. Very, very early. Maybe. Uh, he might be looking better than <gasps> than than D'Amico. Because D'Amico was really good, but he gave up long catches. Explosive plays. So far, Steve Wilkes is not. So far. Maybe that's because he faced Puka Nakua. And yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I just don't know that this defensive has been stressed tested. out that much this year. I mean, let's look at the what quarterbacks. Shot at Kenny you know. Pickett. Wow. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and Stafford's good. Listen, Stafford's great. He really is, but he just doesn't he doesn't have a deep threat anymore. That's true. He does need that deep. When they lost Odell Beckham Jr., that was big. When mm -hmm. they had uh Brandon Cooks, well, that was before Stafford. Next question. Andrew. The Eagles can dominate us in the trenches on both sides of the ball. If we can't update the O-line, then another pass rusher makes the most sense. Let, let me ask you something. This has been going around since Philly's kind of on the table here. They've got this push push play or whatever they call it the scrum play the rugby scrum play and everybody's like man we gotta we gotta stop that play we gotta take it out of the game this is stupid i, I don't i don't subscribe to that at all the way that i see it is philadelphia is playing within the rules they are the one team that can actually make this happen for two reasons one they have the offensive line that's elite and they have a quarterback who has a low center of gravity and is a power lifter himself. They're like the one team that can force this on people game in and game out. And for them, it's first and eight. Basically everybody else is first and 10 for them. If they can get eight yards. They're guaranteed to get a first down almost because of that play. Do you think that they should just outright take it out of the game because one team has found a way to exploit it? Or do you think people have just got to deal with it? I think you got to deal with it. That, agree. that, you know, life just bees that way sometimes. Right. As it were, I read that. I agree. I agree. I just think everybody's making Psalm. like bitching about this thing. It's like, dude, every time somebody figures out something, you can't just change the rules. Beat it. Yeah. And it's like, if it was so unfair, other teams could do it. Chris Telerico says, right. no room in this offense for anything but a right tackle. PS2 would be a nice piece for a long time. It's not like they do anything better than him with a day one pick anyway. Some very right. sober, sensible responses. Rome gut level. YouTube member. Thank you so much. Rob Schneider says, Niners haven't played anyone good waiting for Philly since... Dude. Have you watched Cincinnati recently this year? Have you watched them? And follow-up question, what the heck? Here's one thing about Cincy. They started out 0-2 last year as well, and it didn't look mm. good. The difference, however, is that their quarterback last year didn't have a calf injury. It, it is clearly hindering him. It, he is not the same player that you're used to him being. I don't know if he's 
this might be something that lingers all season long for him. And that could be a big difference maker. Also, I don't know what happened to Higgins. I know he left that game. I haven't looked up to see if he's back or healthy, but, uh, yeah, they got to put some things together. They can be a threat, but I, I don't know if they're going to have it figured out by then. We'll see. Dave Barclay. No, Ethan M. You've been a member for 19 months. Ethan M. Member for 19 months. Wow. <laughs> That's a long time. Where were you 19 months ago, Jesse? Probably here. <laughs> Probably here. Right here. Dave Barclay <laughs> says, what's up, guys? Got back to Man Montana this morning. Thank you guys and members for your support. I love how supportive you guys are with others. Should uh, We should all be lifting each other up, turn around to pull others to our level. Amen to that, Dave. Amen, Amen to that. Yes, I'm with you. Great to hear from you, Dave. I want to go to Montana. I haven't been to Montana. I'm going to Montana right now. I'll be right back. Hold on, I'm there. In my mind, it's a In state my of mind. Rob Schneider says, my man Jesse is shining, moved up from silver to gold. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was white gold, to be fair. It was white gold. It's always gold. Thank you. <laughs> El Nano says, uh, 20 bucks. Mis amigos, El Con y El Jess, I love y'all and y'all content to death. For real, keep it pushing. Thank you, man. Thank Peace you out. so much. Thank you so much, that. man. Thank you. Rob Schneider, every week on JT QB School, Burford is messing up. Oh, he's noticed too. He has. I, I will say this week he was light years ahead of what he was the first two weeks. It was brutal the first two weeks. This week he started to put things together. He he really did. It, he was, if he was a three out of ten the first two weeks, he was probably a seven out of ten this week. Okay. And if he can be that and continue to grow, they're going to be okay. McKivitz, on the other hand, dude, figure it out. He's so bad. Sorry. He's, no, he's, he's not struggling. good yet. He's yet. not I'm gonna great. Say yet. Cause I'm hoping Spencer Burford, like he moves well, like yes. they, they pull him yep. and he'd be, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be running. He's moves, but then when it's he time to like get his hands on people a lot. Yeah. He doesn't really move yeah. people. Like yeah. a lot of times when offensive linemen are pulling, like they crush people. Remember yeah, Trent Williams in oh, two that like week one. Yes. Like I don't know yes. that Burford has it in him, man. No, I don't maybe know not. about that. Maybe not. But he, but this last week, that's what I noticed is when he was getting to the second level, or they they got him moving. He was actually getting his hands on people. Where the first two go. weeks, like, he would just get out in the open, and you'd be like, "Dude, are you gonna block anybody? Or are you just kind of chilling? Like, what's going on?" I'm just chilling. Rome gut level says McDaniel looked good. Kyle could never throw up seventy. Well, to be fair. How many people have thrown up 70? But yeah, that was pretty cool what McDaniel did. And they were kneeling on fourth down and field goal range at the end of the game. Like they could have you know scored I thought was 80 probably. How like Mike McDaniel should have been the story of the weekend, but it was Travis Kelsey. Because of Taylor Swift. You know what's lame? How that's a sports story now. Like I was in the locker room and there was like some guy in there being like asking people, like trying to find a way to ask Niners players about who that it's cares? like cares who cares nobody cares literally nobody like are you cares. really telling me that like taylor swift fans give a damn about travis kelsey or that travis kelsey yeah. fans give a damn about taylor swift like what is the venn diagram there nobody cares nobody cares like hopefully they're great and he doesn't get an it's album written about story. him in a year but who cares put it in a different section of the paper yeah Whatever that yeah. section is. I don't know. TMZ. Dave Put Bar it in TMZ. That's perfect. Yeah. There should be no Taylor Swift columns in the sports section. But I felt like that dominated the... Like, there was... Like, I was on... I was watching uh, Good Morning Football, which might be the worst show ever made. And, sorry. But it's in the running. And... Uh, <laughs> it's up there, yeah. What, one of the dudes who talks really fast and, like, way too loud early in the morning on that show, I forget his name. Like he, there was like coming up next. What this guy thinks Travis Kelsey said to Taylor Swift. Like what he thinks he said. Like we really have to listen Reading to that. Cool, cool. Montana is better than Northern California. Is like better Northern California. Is it like what Northern California was like before it got built up? That's what I'd imagine. I haven't like been to Montana since I was a kid. It was beautiful when I went, but I haven't been there. I couldn't tell you. You're trying to go with me? You want to go? Go to Montana. Do Go to it. Montana. Fly fish. Have you fly? Have you fly fished before? No, that sounds awful. I'd be terrible at that. It sounds so hard. 
Yeah. But you know. But you know. But you know. David says, I don't know. Do y'all miss Trey? The engagement, the hope. Uh, nah. Not really. Nah. <laughs> I not mean, really. Good luck to him. I hope everything's I great. But... I haven't thought about Trey in a long time. Yeah, I think I think his name still floats around because you have people that um oddly enough will say that you're a Trey whatever. I'm not going to say it on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but at the same time they're the ones that are constantly bringing him up, which is a little weird. So I'm like Are you sure it's us? Seems a little strange. <laughs> Joseph Stockbridge member for 1 month. Congratulations, Joseph. Thank you very much. Do you think this offense can actually hit another gear? It's pretty oh, good, yeah. averaging 30 points per game. What do you think? It, it is, Grant, but I, I really do think there's another gear. And I have a, a few things that I can point to as to why. First of all, they had a game where Brock Purdy played arguably his worst football, didn't throw any touchdowns. They still put up 30. Next week, Brandon I ukes out. Okay, no problem. We're putting up 30. Then you add in the fact, you start diving into the numbers. Did you realize that the 49ers right now rank 20th in the league in touchdown percentage in the red zone? Their red zone offense has not even been that great, Grant. And they're still putting up 30 points. Third down, they rank 11th in the league. So, which is obviously, you know, upper-ish, but they're not in the top 10 on third downs. They're not even in the top 15 on touchdown percentage in the red zone. That was one thing that we all kind of liked about Brock Purdy is it felt, at least it felt like when they got in the red zone, they were cashing in a lot more than they did with Jimmy. Well, so far this year, that has not been the case, and they're still scoring 30 freaking points. It's like, as long as CMC's on the field and Brock Purdy's not turning the ball over, 30's almost a lock. It's really what it comes down to. Now, if Brock Purdy balls out, they could go for 40. You know, so yeah. I, I don't know. It's... To me, I I feel like this offense, as good as it has been, I'm not saying they can put up 70 or do something crazy like Miami. They don't have the speed that Miami does. But I also, genuinely Denver's think, defense is terrible. For sure. For sure. It, it's awful. But I could see where the 49ers could be scoring 40 every week. The last three weeks. They left points on the board. Like I said, the red zone percentage, touchdown percentage has not been great. This this offense has not yet hit its stride, and that should be scary for the rest of the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I was watching the Miami game this weekend, and I was thinking, why haven't the Niners done something like this? 30 points, everything, all three games, great. But the Niners have more talent on their offense than Miami, in my opinion. Tyreek's great. Waddle wasn't even playing, was he? I think so. Oh. If he wasn't playing and they put up 70, then... Let me see. That's Jalen uh, stats. Did he play? I don't know. I didn't know. Hold on. Game log. Sorry. This is the best part of the show when I look stuff up on the internet. Nah, he didn't play at all. He was freaking inactive and they put up 70. He put so up 70 that, without Waddle? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. I didn't watch a lick of that game at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, wh Jeez. why can't the Niners do that? Because it's not like McDaniel is that much better than Kyle. And I, to me, it's the quarterback. No disrespect to Brock, but we've seen him miss a grip of downfield throws this year where Tua generally doesn't, even though his arm isn't that strong. So right now, Brock Purdy, 20 yards and beyond, is 3 of 9. He's 0 of 2 or 0 of, I think 0 of 3, 30 yards and beyond. So, but that that just shows that the kid, here, let me ask you this, because I asked this to Ryan, and and we kind of disagreed on this, but the Dolphins doing what they're doing, doesn't it kind of give you hope that the 49ers could eventually be that with Brock Purdy? That's because what I'm when saying. I look at Tua, well, with Brock, Tua, yeah. Tua, because Tua's size, he, he and Brock, I mean, Brock actually might be very similar. Very similar very there. Similar. Arm strength yeah. is very similar. Uh, Tua's, no I think, has gotten better over the last couple of years, but I think Brock's can too. Like, that actually does give me some some thought and say, wow, Brock, if he starts hitting those deep throws, could eventually turn into a very similar player. Now, don't get right. me wrong. I don't think Tua's a top 10 no, quarterback. you're right. But in this offense with those weapons, yeah. if Brock could start like, hitting deep balls like Tua, man, I, how do you stop him? 
Right, because Tua doesn't have a strong arm. He's good no. on the deep balls because he has good timing and accuracy. Mm -hmm. He kind of floats them out there, gets them out on time and in the right spot. Yep. Like Brock, yep. it's a little bit more of an adventure. He muscles up. He throws them low. Like Tua's are very high in the air, and they're like mm -hmm. pillows falling down into the receivers. Brock's aren't yep. like that. So if he can get Tua's deep ball and stay healthy, that's the thing with Tua too. Like can either of those guys stay healthy through a whole that's season? True. Or maybe not, can they stay healthy? Can their coaches keep them healthy? Because I mean, as, that's key, yeah. as smart as they are, that seems to be the last thing on their to-do list. <laughs> Keeping quarterbacks healthy, yeah. No, that's a yeah. that's a very good point. Miami has a ton of team speed, but overall, I just I look at Tua and say, Brock Purdy could be that. I think he could eventually get there with with some of this as well, and and be lead a very efficient, high-powered offense because of it. Uh, one thing, one difference though, between you mentioned it between the, the Dolphins and the Niners is the speed, man. Every That's single dude speed. on that offense yeah, has, runs 4 3. It's crazy. I like you, I, you didn't watch the game much, but Mostert really, really ran well. But then the backup, he's a 4 3 2 guy. Hey, chain 4 3 2. He's really good. He's yeah. really, what do you go for 200 off the bench? Yeah. 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 Off the bench. <laughs> it's, that's it's funny dope. because back in the day when you would play Madden, it you never, if you were smart when you were building a Madden squad, it never came down to the overall rating. It was always just give me the fastest dudes on the field. Give me the guys that are yeah. 95 speed and plus. And it, I don't care if they're 70 overall, like I'm going to win. I'll work. That's yeah, what I, 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 feels yeah. like Miami's doing. They're like, I don't care if you're that talented. If or Can you run 4-3? Okay, you've got a spot on this team. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, A chain's averaging ten point nine yards per attempt this year, <laughs> dude. Unbelievable! I can't believe Waddle didn't play. I did not know that. God, uh, Dave Barkley, I'll buy you guys dinner. Deal. We're on the way. We're in the car. We will see you in a two day. How long does it take? Rome gut level says weird that Kyle Lynch extension came out now. Why? It was interesting too. I feel like Kyle listens to the noise and he's aware of it and tries to address it without acting like he knows it. So we all, me and my, I think, me and my dad said like, yo, like, why would you do this after three games? That feels emotional. And Kyle was real quick to say like, well, this was actually done before week one. We just didn't oh. announce it. Oh. It's like, oh, okay. If you say so. So Kyle definitely listens to the media and, and here's how yeah. you know why. Remember when, when the, the tray to the Titans thing was going on? You know, he, the the praying hands or whatever, they're like, oh, he wants to go to the Titans. Kyle is the one that told Trey about that rumor, according to Trey. Right. He's like, I didn't know anything True. about it. Kyle came and told me yeah. about it, and we had a good laugh. So that tells you that Kyle definitely pays attention to what's going on. That's why we're such good friends. Rajbeer <laughs> yeah, Samra right. says, can Niners go undefeated? They could. Can they? Sure. They could. But if they beat Philly, I mean they're going to be favored in every game this season except that one. Speak I don't want. Honest. I don't want them to go undefeated though. If you want the 49ers to win a Me Super Bowl, neither. you don't want God. them to go undefeated. <laughs> this would be awful. I'm so just saying, boring. as a fan, as a I don't. I mean, eventually, eventually, <laughs> Whoa, though, Grant, that. it would be it would actually be a lot of fun because now all of a sudden you're chasing a record and and you could talk about that, but. No, I don't you're like gonna lose at some point. I would rather it just happen at some point in the regular season. <laughs> There's only so much praise I can give. Joseph Stockbridge says trade for a West Coast <laughs> DJ. The game Merc G unit. <laughs> How about what? Like what are you 2007 right now? How about trading Juwan and a third for a center that will limit the bad snaps to loud stadiums? That is one weird thing with Jake Brendel. Yes, weird. two of them he's had. Two of them he's had. Yes. I mean, with Alex Mack, he could blame it on the butt sweat. <laughs> Brendel doesn't have butt sweat that he can blame it on. Doesn't even so butt sweat. So what's the deal? I don't know. He's just snapping Remember it the early. And Alex Smith and Alex yeah, yeah. Mack's pants. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I mean, really, if you think, think about, about it, it, the whole thing's kind of nasty. But nasty. he's snapping the ball very, very early on a couple of those plays. That's 100% on him. It's not on Purdy at all. So... Was that in Tropic Thunder? Booty sweat? Was that a drink? I haven't Booty seen sweat? that that uh, movie in so long. I can't. I couldn't tell you. I feel like it didn't age that well. 
but it might have. I don't know. El Nano says they, I feel like Robert Downey Jr.'s part is like, can't, this can't, you can't, yeah, that's frowned upon for sure. Yeah. El Nano says they said that 70 game was personal because they turned McDaniel's head coach interview down from Denver. Mind you, he's from Denver. <gasps> but he still let yeah. up at the end. They could have put up 80. That was so generous of him. So Christian of him. Yeah, it really was. Rob Schneider <laughs> says in Madden, every Niners O-line is 60s overall every year. That's realistic. Well, they've spent like hours. $4 million on the whole offensive line not named Trent Williams. And that's they including Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. They got it at Costco in, a, in like a bundle deal. Yeah. We get all four of them? $20? Yeah. That's crazy. Let's do it. Yeah. 16 Such hours in Montana. Deal. That sounds like two days. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I'm not going to make it for dinner. <laughs> Rob Schneider still won't beat my cousin. Still won. Still won. Beat my cousin 28-7. Comeback versus Cowboys. <clears throat> mm. I lost. What are you talking about? I think he's talking about Madden, isn't he? Oh, Madden. Cool. Well, <laughs> cool. the sun is going down in the Bay Area, which means that Fortnite's After Dark is ending. Officially. Somehow. Officially. Jesse? great show today not just a good one great one. Oh, thank you and we're both wearing like heathered red shirts i mean it wasn't even planned nah incredible it was really good it's so incredible wow what we did this. let me let me say this real quick 15 minutes head over to last second sports behind enemy lines i've got an arizona cardinals content creator coming on every week that show is picking up a ton of steam if you want to know about the Arizona Cardinals, you want the intel on the opposing team, hit up Behind Enemy Lines every Wednesday after the show, 10.15 in the East, 7.15 in the West. We'll see you there. No, I'm not done. Everyone who's... I got 1,279 people watching right now. All of you. I want you to go to Jesse's channel and subscribe. All of you! Now! Because no. I said so. <laughs> now, I assume that most of you already have. Maybe. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Go ahead. Okay, they've done it. Okay, that's good. Jesse, <laughs> I'll see you next time. Thank you all.